This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Our radio program starts with a blast of Cali Ho-Horn. If you don't mind. I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Four, five, six. V.I.G. Tonight's the night we both agreed you'd start being nicer to him. I know, I know, but it's just so hard. I swear to God. When Kevin comes back, we are trying our new approach. Okay? I need you to back me up on this. Right, right. Okay. Yes. Kevin. I didn't do anything. Kevin, we know you've been working extra hard in school, and it paid off. Son, you got a C in history. Yes! I knew I could excel. 5G is going to kill a billion people in the next 20 years from cancer. Tell me how the goddamn racism is important. And now. Now, believe it or not, I have on the phone with me Ed Asner to tell us more. Our feature presentation. <laughs> Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It's Monday, the 7th of October. Yeah, it is. <laughs> What's up, you guys? Hello. What's happening? I feel like the uh, the weekend was divided into uh, up to the fifth inning, and then after the after the fifth inning. Yeah. In, ter- in terms of how you feel coming back to work on a Monday, <laughs> big difference. Big difference. Bugs, how was mom? <clears throat> Same. I don't, I don't even want to talk about it. Well, she couldn't <laughs> have watched. Yeah, she was. They wasn't. were already up by two. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was over. Yeah, it's over in the third or whatever that was. Was she already? Uh, was she already uh, smack talking next season? <laughs> she smack talks everything. I can't do it. Any- I can't even sit in the same room with her. Really, I'm really getting perturbed. It's is it a? Are, are you thinking murder? <laughs> He's not ruling don't, it out. Don't say That's it on a, the radio. At least. A pretty quick no. <laughs> He's not ruling it out. Solid. No matter what you're thinking, <laughs> the answer out loud Fatality. is no. <laughs> that that is one of the wonderful things about uh, baseball, though, is you can be down like that with two outs and score seven runs. Yeah, I mean, I, the the most I ever saw, I was watching a, a, a Mariners game once, and they uh, gave up eleven runs with two outs in a, in a late inning. Wow, eleven yeah. runs. I was going to say they're not the ones that scored. No, they, yeah. they didn't score. <laughs> no, no. I don't think they scored eleven runs in the last two seasons. <laughs> but uh, that is what's that is one of the remarkable things about baseball is you're tootling along and you're going, well, I guess we know where this. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's awesome. It's also the only sport where you can go, a lot of game left at any point. Yeah, yes. Like in the ninth inning, a lot of game left. Yep. Still Very a lot true. to go. Yeah, even though there's no clock. No. You can still, you can still tell. You, there's no way to know how long it's going to go. <laughs> Correct. So. 
Uh, anyway, um, got a lot of a lot of show today. A lot of stuff to get to. I think it's going to be pretty good. I want to start with a uh, story out of Florida. Mm. Uh, Jen, uh, Jensen, I know you know about this story. You may have a, uh, have a different read on this than I do. Every once in a while, a judge will hand down a ruling that outrages the people in his state. Uh, one example that comes to mind is that uh, that awful uh, Stanford swimmer rape case. Remember when yeah. Chanel Miller got raped by that guy, and the cop, the uh, the judge gave her gave him six months. And he served three? He didn't want to ruin his life. Yeah, because the guy mm-hmm. had so much potential. He was such a good kid, yeah. right? Uh, that judge, by the way, was later uh, recalled, which almost never happens. But he lost his job over that because it was it was a terrible decision, yeah. what he chose to do. Well, this, a lot of people are comparing to that. Not that the crime compares, but the potential overreaction to the sentence compares. And I... I'm not sure I agree with those people. Let's find out what happened. It's a time of celebration for Tanvi Barman, her senior year of high school. That is not the right piece of tape. (laughs) (laughs) You'll hear that again for great news later, though. Okay. Here's a little teaser for great news. forward to it. Here's the story. 21-year-old DeAndre Somerville learned the hard way why you can't miss jury duty. After going through that, it's like my life will never be the same again. All right, so he was lucky enough to have jury duty, you guys. (laughs) Oh, no. And screwed it up had the greatest opportunity in the world oh. to be a U.S. citizen and and be on a jury, and he couldn't even bother to wake up on time. In August, he was sworn in as a juror on a civil case. He was to return the next day for trial, but he overslept. I woke up, and I looked at the, the time, and I was like, oh, shoot, it's past the time. Mistake number two, he didn't call the jury office to let them know what was going on. I called the jury office just to say hi, just to check in, just, <laughs> just to say to hey, what's up with you guys. Yeah. No, B, we don't need you. No. Uh, no. Is, there, is there any way I could just come nope. down and just hang around no. the courthouse don't just in you. case someone falls ill and you just need a jury? You can just pull into the room? Yeah, or you just go, tell me about the cases today. Just give me a couple rundowns. <laughs> so he's on jury duty. By the way. Who could sleep if they were on jury duty? Wouldn't you be up and in your suit at like midnight just waiting until you could leave and go to court? You're such a weirdo. You're such a weirdo. This he is, this is real sleeps. Bean. Bean really does believe this is the greatest thing ever. people dread it because it takes yes. them away from work and it their sucks. family or whatever. It's, yeah, it sucks. It's the greatest That's experience okay. ever. Right. Uh, all right, so he oversleeps. He doesn't call in. What happens? Days later, he was served with a subpoena to go before the judge. I talked with my granddad for a while, and he said, the best thing you can always do is honesty. Well, the best thing you can do is wake the F up on time, DeAndre. Okay. So um, I went for the hearing. DeAndre lives with his grandparents and helps look after his grandfather by taking him to therapy. My gra- boo, hoo, hoo, hoo. <laughs> grandma was saying, oh, I think you should dress up. And I was like... Nah, I'm going to wear my work clothes because I feel like at least he can see that I'm doing something because a lot of times people get stereotyped. Oh, he's just another black boy out here doing something he's not supposed to be doing. I'm going to stereotype you as a guy who can't get out of bed and go to jury duty. I'll tell you that. He is all of us. (laughs) I mean, he's only not you because you love jury duty. As all real Americans do. The 21-year-old didn't see what was coming. I just said, sir, honestly, I overslept and I just I didn't understand the seriousness of this. Kevin, you ready for the sentence? Yeah. He asked me if I had a criminal record. I said, sir, I've never been arrested. Transcripts show DeAndre apologized, but the judge sentenced him to 10 days in jail. What? Yeah. Oh. And, and not a year, by the way. Ten day, Only 10 days. Not a year. He, he, guy, he sentenced him to jail? 10 days in jail. I'm telling you. What? This kid is the luckiest kid in the world, man. 
If I'm that judge, what are you talking about? If I'm that judge, he never sees sees sunlight again. This guy. What is wrong with being people listening right now think you're serious? (laughs) You're a loser. (laughs) Because. I mean, if you could maybe tone it down. Because people are like, and every single like whack job's like, that's right. What an awful American bean's right. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Allie. I am indeed right. He was sentenced to 10 days in jail, 150 hours of community service, a written apology of at least 100 words, a year of probation, and $233 in fees, according to reports. Um, a year of probation for missing jury. That's ridiculous. Unbelievable. Well, I hope that young man learned a lesson. I hope he does what the majority of people do now. Just rips dodge up it. that thing. You have to dodge it. Yeah, There's no way you can... dodge it. He's that's some move. BS. Well, move to that's... Mexico. Move it's... to Mexico is the answer. <laughs> it's, uh, it's murder button, by the way. But they did appeal, and the judge, because he's a pussy... Reduce the probation to three months instead of 150 hours of community service. Now it's just 30 hours. But he does have to give a 10-minute talk on the importance of jury duty. <laughs> so I hope that I teaches him a lesson. I want to hear that 10-minute talk. <laughs> and who's it to? <laughs> I don't know the answer to that. But DeAndre, you're lucky, man. You, you, you escaped this one. But next time, I hope you're not so lucky. This guy. You're, you're insane. The jury duty enforcer. All right, let's talk about today's Kevin Amito, shall we? If you're not excited right now, you better check your pulse. <laughs> Someone got some wrestling drops. Bean <laughs> reviews WWE Smack. <laughs> right? I don't feel like Bean's the guy. What are you wearing right now, Bean? <laughs> I'm uh, wearing a hell of a cell t-shirt. <laughs> so Bean has decided to watch WWE SmackDown and give us a review. Full time. I'll watch nothing else on today's show. <laughs> Cannot. We will also take a look at the uh, NFL Week 5. We will talk to a um, the pumpkin pie eating record. Oh, I've been Molly thinking about Schuller. this all weekend. Molly, Molly Skyler. Skyler, I'm sorry. And I uh, have done a lot of research. I've watched a lot of videos. Mm-hmm. I feel as if we're talking to an actual icon. Uh, Loves I- being known as the queen. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, Pete. <laughs> um, uh, we have great news, uh-huh. which Pete already teased a little. He gave you a little taste. Uh Right. And later on this morning, we have Chris Jericho coming. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the most electrifying man in all of entertainment. All right. How many did he take? He think hundreds? I mean, I I have. My testicles are perfectly adequate. I mean, I did. I got some audio. That's what you're asking. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. Let's check in with Mama Mug, shall we? Hi, it's Mama Muggs reminding you that tonight is game four of the National League Division Series. The Dodgers are up two to one, and if they win tonight, they could seal the deal. Because you know that's something Dodgers never have trouble with, sealing the deal. Ha, ha, ha. Whatever. I'll be watching Holy Moly on demand. (laughs) <laughs> oh I love She's her so much. the heat, I'll tell you that. Did she, get, did she get totally wasted during the game? <laughs> I, I, think she, I spiked her drink. Okay. <laughs> um, when the Dodgers win the World Series, let's give her a ring. Yes. Give her a World Series ring. Yes, right? please. A For fake me. little plastic one, right? Uh, she doesn't deserve anything more than that. Sure, why not? She roots hey. against the team, basically. Hey, it's a Monday, and Allie is here with the first look at what's happening. Uh, did anybody see my stories? Beginning of the game, I put a picture up of a specific Dodger. No. And said... Oh, you called it? Said, not going to lie, 
This guy's bugging the hell out of me. Okay. Who was it? Bellinger. Okay. Said he basically he better start doing something. Then my next picture was a picture of Puig with the song by Climax, I Miss You. Uh-huh. And then Take all us through of a sudden, it. Bellinger decided, hey, you know what? I haven't done Jack since 2017 NLDS. NLDS? Yeah, yeah pretty mm-hmm. much. Sure. Um all of a sudden he remembered how to hit. So Do then, you think that's because of your Instagram? Yeah, you, well, you saw the story? I, I then put up my favorite little Ricky, uh, my ventriloquist dummy mm-hmm. that looks so sassy, like a sassy little bitch. Mm-hmm. And I wrote, Do you think he's looking at my stories? During I mean, the game. Because he woke yeah. up. During okay. the game. Yeah. So I'm going to do it um, for other players tonight. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's solid. I, I can find nothing wrong with this. Thank well, you. Stay away from Russell Martin. Stay away from Max Muncy. Stay away from the, the guys who are already um, producing. You don't want to. Hello? Yes. Come on. No, it's going to be like, what's his name? Uh, Seeger. Yes, Corey Seeger. That's who I'm going to put Wake up. him up. Please. Yeah, yes. He, yeah, he needs it. Don't worry, guys. I got that. You got it. All right. What okay. do you think? I'm going to put, like, guys that are streaking? Like, oh, I'm so mad at him for streaking. <laughs> Come on, Bean. I just mean not even encouragement. I mean, just don't touch no. it. No. Okay. All right. As long as we're all on the same page. Allie knows what she's doing here. You know okay. what I'm doing. All right. I like to think, yeah, in the dugout, they're like, she posted. Put it up. <laughs> She's Seriously. a Dodger regular. Seriously. Yeah. While you're at it, throw AJ Pollock on there. Oh, yeah, t- oh trust idea. me. I'm not going to lie. I'm probably going to add Kershaw. <laughs> <laughs> Today's game is at uh, 340, by the way, on TBS for oh, folks who want to Early start. Excellent. Anyone see The Joker over the weekend? Kevin? I did. Yeah, and? That's a long movie, that Joker. Oh, oh really? Wow. Here we go. Oh, no. Here that's every, every movie Kevin sees now. That's his first his first thought. I mean, this movie he doesn't like. This one isn't, um, it doesn't, it doesn't really try to get to the end very quickly. And I think I'm rubbing off on Kevin. He has that wacky (laughs) laugh. He has that wacky laugh. Uh And it just seems like. It was great. directed it? Todd Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips. Phillips, Seems like that's, yeah, it was grating. And it's just over and over. Okay, we get it. He laughs at inappropriate times. And it's probably because he's got mental issues. Get it. Yeah. You made that point now 17 times in a row in the first half hour. Mm-hmm. This uh, this point was made by every review before the movie came out, too. I didn't read them. Okay. Okay, so <laughs> it finally got good, I understand, like the last I mean, uh, I, 10 minutes. I think it was a good movie. Uh-huh. It oh. just needed my editing touch. Okay. Yes. How long okay. would it have been the Kevin edit? How long would that be? I mean, honestly, it didn't need... What was it? Two hours and one minute or something like that? It didn't need to be that edited that much. Mm-hmm. One hour and 40 minutes would have mm-hmm. been fine. Oh, okay. okay. So just 20 minutes. All right. You just take out a couple of the laughs. Boom, you're in. <laughs> like we do on this show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, despite mounting controversy and security concerns, Joker scored $93.5 million at the box office over the weekend. The biggest October launch of all time. How about wow. that? Yeah. Um, I was not, I'm not going to lie, I was shocked at who held the previous record. Well, it has to be, I would think it was a horror movie, no? In October? Uh, not really. No? But Spider-Man spin-off Venom. Oh. Whoa. 80 oh. million. I think people liked Venom oh, they did. more than we more remember, than, yeah. Yeah, more than anyone thought they oh, would. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my my wife, who doesn't mm-hmm. watch many of those sorts of movies, but is in love with Tom Hardy, sure. has probably seen Venom like 
eight times. Really? Well, I think she you, loves she's that only, movie. She's only watching a yeah. couple minutes at a time, though, right? <laughs> well, however long she needs. <laughs> she loves that yeah. movie. Right. She, and she keeps telling me, no, I'm serious. It's really good. It is. I, it's not just Tom Hardy. It's really good. It is good. It is, it good, is good. But I was shocked that that made $80 million in its opener. So, not a big deal. Um, by the way, the worldwide opening for Joker, mm-hmm. $234 million. And it's not really allowed, right, Kevin? Um, no, no, no. It's no mostly just inside his mind. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, it was the lone nationwide release, but it did make uh, more than all films in the top ten combined. Wow. <laughs> it's, a pretty, it's a pretty good weekend for Joker, you yeah. guys. Yeah. yeah. Abominable, abominable, abominable. Yeah. You got uh, it. Uh, second place, Downtown Abbey. Third, Hustlers. Uh, um. Downton. Downton. Did I say downtown? You did. You did. I love that. My it. bad. Which is, a diff- which is a different yeah. Abbey. Yeah. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I do. Downton Abbey. Wow. That, did that hurt you when I said it? Deeply. Sorry about that. Uh, fourth Hustlers and rounding up the top five, It Chapter Two. Wow. It's a, they were, uh, we were down with a clown in this country this weekend. Yeah. We were whoop, down whoop. with the clown. I mean, seriously, with two, yeah. two big clown movies in the top five? I mean... Clowns are where it's at. Right. I've said it for years. Sure. Some birthdays for you. Joy Behar, Tom York, Simon Cowell, John Mellencamp, and <gasps> what a delight. You lit us, little Scottish crooner, you. Louis Capaldi. Anyone follow him on Instagram? It's my favorite follow. Oh. He is the new chubby sex symbol from Britain, right? I was going to say, I don't know who he is. I wouldn't quite call him a sex symbol um, at La- all. Ladies love him. Uh, <laughs> It, mm. Bean, you might be re- misreading this one. The ladies adore no, Louis Capaldi. They adore him because he's super funny and he is very self-deprecating. Mm-hmm. And he he claims that he will never, ever have a date. And if he didn't sing the way he did, mm, <laughs> Maybe he'll never, ever have a date. I love him a- so much. And he wears a Chewbacca mask. He does call himself Chewis Capaldi, but <laughs> that's a whole other story. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. I've known uh, Jensen for many years now, probably around 10, mm-hmm. and I don't think I've ever seen him as excited as he is right now. I mean, I <laughs> feel like... kind of weird today. This you is... are on the edge of your seat right now, This is Jensen. our get. This is our get. We finally... <laughs> I feel like after all these years, 30 years of you guys together, Hall of Fames, plural, uh-huh. sure. this is the one that's going to go down in the record book. This interview. Yes. Okay. We, well, we've had a lot of the biggest stars that ever lived, as mm-hmm. you know, but we've never had Molly Schuyler on before. She is the number one independent female competitive eater in the world. We were alerted to her, Allie, thanks to you and a story You're you did last welcome. week about her eating uh, 50 pieces of pumpkin pie in 10 minutes, and we said, who is this woman? She sounds like a dream girl. She is. we got to get her on. Her YouTube channel, by the way, has over 16 million views. You can search her name, Molly Schuyler. We'll spell it for you later. Molly, welcome to the Kevin Bean Show. How are you? Hey, hey, how you guys doing? Very good, thank We're you. We're fantastic. You are just a marvel. We all spent hours yesterday on your YouTube channel, and we just can't believe how many of these challenges you've taken. And how many how many world records do you hold right now, if you know? God, God. I mean, if you were to go by just restaurant challenges alone, I mean, I, mean, I hate to say over 100 just because of restaurant challenges. Over but, 100? Yeah. But even crazier, Molly does this for fun mostly. There are times when she breaks a record on her YouTube channel, and she's like, I'm not going to have any real you know, way to say that this is real, but just watch it, whatever. And then she'll beat a record by like three different, like uh, double it. And she's like, that ah, good video. Talk later. <laughs> why, why is it so fun for you to eat so much food, Molly? 
ah, you know, because it's like it's it's going outside the box. It's it's interesting. It's it's kind of like the oddities that people just don't believe it even happened. And I'm just like, ah, I usually try to put my cat on there because my cat's awesome. And, you know, whatever. Yes, <laughs> you, you see, we your did cat. see your cat. Yeah, your cat was enjoying the Oreo challenge. I did uh, notice that, yes. Uh, just some yeah, quick records that I could spurt off, Bean, just to, to get sure. the resume yeah. out there. 501 wings. That made her a wing bowl record champion. Okay. okay. She accomplished the feat of eating 360 ounces. That's 22 and a half pounds of prime rib in 45 minutes. At the end of those 45 minutes, she asked for more. Oh, God. 22 and a half pounds. <laughs> they ran out. She couldn't have any more. She ate 93. <laughs> she, she ate 93 dumplings in two minutes. That beat her own record of 90 dumplings in two minutes. She Actually, hold- the record is 119. I beat oh, that record again. Yes. Suck it, Jensen. Yeah, over Get the weekend. updated stuff here. <laughs> I mean, she's truly a yeah. champion where we can't even keep up with her records. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Molly, no. I have to tell you, um, I work with people that don't get excited about much often, but mm-hmm. Before you came on, Jensen's like, do you guys see you're eating the burrito? And then Bean goes, one of her challenges was in my hometown of Bowie, Maryland. I'm like, you guys are such geeks right now. Like, they well, are we're fanboys. We are fanboys. I, I, live, I live right next to Bowie. That's a great story, just oh, like when Bean told it. Uh, I'm just, I'm so yeah, sad. No, I, live, I live in Harwood, like right down the road from you. Oh, Bean, you I could just, have been best friends growing up. Molly, I've, do you even enjoy food? Or are you just, hey, do you yeah. even taste it? No, I do. I mean, like, you know, like, I, I mean, I, I kind of have, like, I feel like 85 different jobs right now. I, I do contests for money. I do my YouTube. I do, uh, I'm a mom of four. Yes. Oh, I wow. just picked up a bartending job. So now it's like, I mean, I don't, sometimes, I mean, I don't even eat. If I do a double shift, I don't eat until nothing until 10 o'clock at night. So, I mean, I don't eat all the time at home, so it's kind of like, ugh. So you just get it all out with 14 burritos in 10 minutes. Uh, listen, exactly. I, I want to ask, like, the one because th- I'm a huge fan of, of competitive eating, and the thing that sort of surprises me most about you is you have a technique of not chewing. You just swallow the foods over and over again. Chewing wastes time. Chewing okay. wastes time. She's okay. right. She's not wrong. But, I mean, is that something you knew you could do since you were, like, a kid or something? Um, and unfortunately, it kind of, yeah, it's not that I've always wanted, it's not that I intentionally would do it, I just ate that way, and because, you know, growing up, I had three brothers, and they're all, like, these mammoth dudes, they're tall, Mm -hmm. I'm the runt, I'm 5'7", I'm a runt, Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I'm like, uh, if, if you didn't eat fast, it's like, you know, you didn't, it's like, you know, some kind of, it's kind of like, well, all right, you're going to get a second portion if you want to eat anything. So I was like, well, I, I just kind of, and I had so much to do, so I just ate as quick as I could just to get the heck out of there. And I guess I never I mean, there's a difference between and, there's a difference between eating quickly because you have brothers and having a hundred records <laughs> <laughs> and not yeah, chewing. Have you ever choked on anything? Great Molly? question. Um, actually, I do have one video. Um, on my YouTube, um, and it was probably about a good three, four years ago, and I put it up because I was like, even I choke. I mean, it, choking is the one danger I would really say that is that could cost that could cost you a life if yeah. you're not aware of what you're doing. And I'm, I know how to manipulate my throat and my body, so it's like you have to have extreme control over everything. Like, I got it out, but there was probably a good, uh, oh gosh, like a tangerine sized. Um, chunk of hamburger like I stuck in my throat and I had to get it out. I was oh, choking. Oh, man. Oh, wow. No. 
Uh, well, that makes and sense I, I because the, and I put the, and I did put the video up. So yeah, it makes sense because she went back because recently she got the double chubby's avalanche challenge down, which is a burger that has eight half pound hamburger patties, each with two slices 16. of cheese. Sixteen. <laughs> Sixteen. Eight. Come on, Jensen. Eight, keep up. Just eight, double whatever information you have there. On the paper. Eight Louisiana yeah. hot link sausages, uh, all in one. In how, a how are you not heavy? Molly? Yeah, she, no, yeah by the way, skinny. she's out of, I mean, incredibly skinny. Yeah, she yes. looks like a runner. She's got yeah, the body of a runner. She looks like a runner, exactly. Yeah. Well, I have four kids, so I guess I run around. I run to the grocery store. But but I you don't, I, don't I know, know. There, there are no reversals in competition, <laughs> but you're not throwing up afterwards at home, are you? No, you know, it, it's, if you were to eat, I mean, if, if I eat over 20 pounds, you know, I, there there will be times when someone does get sick. I mean, because you your body kicks it out. You have no choice. And it, that's the sucky thing. But, I mean, a five-pound challenge or something like that, who cares? It's like, you know, right. you know, it, 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 it works itself out. You don't eat like that every doggone day. And, you sure. know, like, now, that, there was one video I did. And, like I said, <laughs> it was bad. I drank two gallons of canola oil in a minute six. Oh, <laughs> We gotta stop you from doing Why? that. Why? I will neither confirm nor deny that after that video, I, I had to run to the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah of course you reason. did. Because you're human. <laughs> I'm not positive that's true. <laughs> We're talking to uh, Molly Schuyler here on the Kevin DeBean Show. Her YouTube channel is a must-see. Must let me see. spell Let me spell the last name for you, by the way. It is S-C-H-U-Y-L-E-R. But if you can't remember that, just t- type in um, Molly Pumpkin Pie Challenge, and you'll get her YouTube channel. It'll yeah. come up. And subscribe, right. to the, subscribe to my challenge, or I'll beat you up or eat your face. All yeah, right. Uh, oh, that's, that's fair. That's, that's very good. Right. So you know what? She is, she's like the Billie Jean King of this sport. She, <laughs> she beats – she can't – the men – like. Okay. Okay, so you know the one that they do on July 4th where on, in Coney Island. Yes. Mm-hmm. They split the men and the women because it's like, oh, there's different numbers or whatever. She doesn't compete. It's a long story politically as to why she doesn't compete in the hot dog challenge. Uh-huh. But she beats men in every category across the board. I mean, even putting her in a different category is unfair to what she does. Why Like, why do you think that is, like, uh, Molly? Like, why do they split them up at the hot dog challenge, but you just break every record man or woman? Honestly, the hot dog, ch- the hot dog contest... Um, is the only one really, I mean, other than maybe amateur events across the country that are ones here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only major contest that is really segregated between the sexes. It, it actually, many, many years ago, it used to be men and women together. And they split, I want to say, nine, ten, nine years ago, somewhere on there. And uh, I don't know, to make it fair for the girls who couldn't eat it much, I, I don't know. I mean, Molly um, kills men right i mean there's it, it doesn't even matter if it's a man and or she woman beats record. them in eating challenges then she kills them <laughs> yeah. molly yeah. is there is there any She's holy black widow of eating challenges <laughs> any holy grail uh in your future that you still hope to to compete i mean do you have a like a, a mashed potato dream or anything like that, that you can't wait to get to mashed a mashed dream. potato oh, mashed dream mashed potato dream what <laughs> it's a great I question of mashed potatoes. um no i mean there's things all across the country i mean that if something big pops up, I just—I mean, I like to go after it. Sure. Um, That's what I like about Molly. She's but, just low-key. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll do yeah, it if you want. Well, Look, whatever you put in front of me, I'm just going to eat it, you guys. <laughs> That's no all problem. there is to it. Well, I guess what I end up doing at this point, whatever, was if I feel like the challenge is small, I just order two or three or four. I'm just sure. like, eh, whatever. So, yeah. I think same, uh, same. in these divided times in America, I'm glad that somebody like Molly comes along that we can all agree is the next president of the United <laughs> States of America, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. Molly Schuyler, 2020. The YouTube channel is under her name. She is the number one independent female competitive eater in the world, and we're all big fans. Molly, thanks so much for jumping on the Kevin and Bean Show. Right, thanks for having me, y'all. Appreciate you, it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-Rock.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Are you ready? Right? Smackdown talk, right? Smackdown talk. No, not, not, not yet. Gotta not talk yet. some WWE. Yeah. Talk some WWE. Yeah, about a, about a half hour from now. Talk some Roman Reigns. About a half hour from now. Come on now. It's the first time being watched, and he's going to review it for us. Don't make me wait. Half hour. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, that's right. It's time for great news. When you wake up, all you hear is bad news. So bad it makes you want to hit the snooze. Kevin and Bean can make that go away. It's time for Great News Today. Great News. Plenty of bad news out there. We try to bring at least one bright spot every week on the Monday Great News feature. Kevin, uh, what were you doing when you were 17 years old? Throwing rocks at my neighbor, Robbie Joyner. Well, me too. Let's find out somebody who's doing a different thing. It's a time of celebration for Tanvi Barman, her senior year of high school. But the parties she gives up weekends for aren't for anyone she knows. However, that changes quickly. Open. Within an hour, they're holding my hand, they're tugging on my sleeve, and they really trust me. The children are homeless in shelters. Some have never had a birthday celebration until now. So she's 17 years old, and every weekend she goes to homeless shelters and throws birthday parties for kids. Is it their birthday? It is their birthday. Oh, Kevin. I'm just asking. That is what she's doing, yes, because it would be very confusing for the poor kids if it wasn't. Um, pretty remarkable. Yeah. The idea was born when Tanvi tagged along as her parents volunteered at shelters, seeing kids who never had a party, like the one she celebrated every year. It's very hard for these children to get a source of happiness in their lives, and I can provide them a day where they can feel special and loved. Listen to her at 17 wow. years old, by the way. Listen to her, and wow. by the way, uh, worth mentioning, she got this good habit because her parents volunteered at homeless shelters, so they passed down the good gene to her, which is uh, which is wonderful. The project, No Birthday Left Behind, has helped now a puppeteer and face painter volunteer. Pizza and custom cakes are donated. Happy by the way, murder button for people who sing that song, though, right? Everyone sings Happy Birthday. What's ter- wrong with you? It's because it's a terrible song and it's, it's annoying. It's never you, good. But- when it starts, you cannot wait for it to be over. <laughs> like, just say Happy Birthday and move on. Screw the effing song, right? Wow, get off wow. my lawn. It's a big effort for someone 17, Tanvi's age, unless you're counting by the number of celebrations she's given others. Today would be my 45th birthday. The simple wow. joy of a party, because every child is worth it. Way to go, Tandy. That is my... Oh, that was... It's that a little was early. early. I hit yeah, it a little, early. A little early. All right, let's yeah. try it again. All right. Way to go, Tandy. That is my great news. Nice. Uh, my great news comes out of Tennessee. Third grader Daniel Hunt's home burned down, and he lost everything. Hmm. Oh, that's terrible great news. That's not the end of the story. There, oh, there is okay, more. good. Uh, okay. In the week following the devastating September 21st house fire, according to the school counselor, the eight-year-old's classmates, quote... Couldn't love him enough. 
His friends held doors for him, got his pencils ready for him each morning, took the chair down from his desk. Because they felt so guilty about burning his house down? They didn't burn his house down. They're just trying to take care of him. I see. Mm -hmm. At the same time, teachers and classmates planned a secret toy drive. So they took it on themselves to say, he lost everything. Let's replace everything. And they did a secret toy drive. Uh, The teacher said it's amazing to witness the excitement of these third grade kids had while sneaking in toys. On Friday, the third graders excitedly waited for Hunt to enter the classroom before yelling surprise, and he was speechless. And he just said, group hug, and everybody came in, and it was very sweet. Um, Gifts spilled across, uh, across four desks and included a plush Pikachu, board games, toy cars, and a football. On the way home, Hunt was overwhelmed with happiness, telling his grandmother, I have joy in my stomach. Oh. So teach Daniel anatomy. <laughs> that's my great news. Well, like in the pit of your stomach, you can f- sometimes feel like awful sadness. That was replaced by joy. Right. That's what he said. <laughs> let's not let's not Thank come you down for clarifying. on his anatomy <laughs> situation. Little, little pyro that he is. Uh, he didn't burn down his own house. You don't know, being. man. Uh, don't actually. Um, this story comes out of Roseville, California. There was a 97 year old woman named Glenetta Belford. She's nonverbal. She has dementia. She went missing from her house. Obviously, the whole town rallies. They want to find this woman, get her back together. Um, little kids that were outside when they heard uh, cops and helicopters asking for help from the community. 10-year-olds and 11-year-olds, these four kids, Hope, Cash, Logan, and McKenna, were like, let's get on our bikes. Total Goonies situation. (laughs) They get on their bikes. They had to turn around and go back home because Logan took a spill early on going down a path. (laughs) Had to go home, got, you know, cleaned up, fixed up. Um, He said, the second bump flew me in the air and I fell off my bike. But we came all the way back. My brother patched me up. Then we were back out on the road. They found the woman. Wow. These four little goonies found the lady. Um, She was right in front of them, and she said, no, no, go away, go away. But they were like, no, no, no. There might be a reward. I'm not saying they thought that, but they probably thought (laughs) that. they probably did. They called 911, and they were like, I'm sorry, you four kids found them? There are cops combing the whole area. So they were um, rewarded with a bunch of interviews by the news which are Which always great. Nobody uh, nobody wants that as a reward. <laughs> but they were asked by reporters, um, what about starting your own detective service? And how much would you charge? <laughs> and the little girl, McKenna, said to them, and I quote, I have joy in my stomach. I've joined my stomach. No, she said, when asked by this reporter, so how much are you going to charge for your detective services? She's like, there's no price on helping. Boom! Suck it, reporter. So she's actually better than Veronica Mars. Veronica Mars charges that bitch. Yeah, 100%. I think the takeaway here is Veronica Mars is a bitch. (laughs) And congrats to these Goonie kids up in Roseville, California. And that's my great news. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. All right, this uh, this movie candy uh, podcast discussion. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) These guys got to be put down, right? I mean, they're kind of kidding. Are they? Yeah. yeah. I hope so. I hope they're kidding. Yeah. 
because, well, Jensen, you have very strong thoughts on movie candy. So why don't, you, why don't you talk about what their results were and how you disagree? Well, it's the Lights, Camera, Barstool podcast. They are a movie podcast uh, for the common man, quote unquote. But they do find themselves trolling a bit. And this one, uh, by far, might be their most popular now. <laughs> it was a viral map to show America's favorite movie candy. And it listed it by state. And some kind of made sense. Like, you know, they would list... So, meaning there's one thing for for all of California. Yes. Yes. Like, for example, you would see certain ones pop up like Reese's Pieces or Bunch of Crunch or M&M's. Like, all those make sense. But then when you look at, like, Texas, for example, and they are listed as their favorite movie candy as black licorice. That's just not possible. It's not not possible. Or in California, it was listed as... Dots. Come now, on. There We're are people who. Dots. I took a box dots. of dots. I right. took a box of dots to see Joker. You did? Yes, from home. I have about eight boxes. They gave them to me for my birthday. And so then I just. I've heard a lot of weird things about you. This might be the most psychotic. <laughs> you brought your own dots and you have boxes yes. and boxes at home? Yes. I probably have seven left, six or seven left. You love huh. dots? I love dots. Wow. <laughs> I knew that Dots is an Jeez. option at movie theaters. I knew that it did have... A, a, a it's certain, in the rotation. It's okay. in the rotation, but it can't be It can't be number one in the state of California. Can't, now, obviously, we're discounting popcorn. Popcorn's out of the conversation. Yes, yes. That's candy, not a candy. Right? Okay. Not a candy. But can Dots possibly really be the number one California no, movie? No, candy? I don't think no. so. I mean, I you know, it. Kevin's the only time I've ever heard of someone <laughs> having more than one box in a lifetime, let alone <laughs> eight in their house. Uh, it's listed favorite movie candy by state. It says based on social media, Walmart, and Target, and then in small parentheses, unofficial. Yeah, so, yeah, so they're just they're making it all up. Yeah, yeah. They should likely. have gone to, obviously to movie theaters. Okay, what do you think the number one movie candy is sold in theaters? Okay, well, what do you think it is? I. I would assume because I'm not a candy guy at the theater, so I have a very small I would sample. Assume but assume M and M's. Yes, I think M and M's, peanut M and M's, or regular M and M's. I think would probably be mm-hmm. number one. My wife is Team Junior Mints. Well, so am I, and I, I'm Junior Mints till I die. I uh, like more than one Junior Mint you can eat. Yes, I can oh, have a whole box. box. Oh, yeah. you're eating delicious. ice cream. Or you're eating um, toothpaste. No, well, number yeah. one, I enjoy toothpaste, so that makes sense, but. <laughs> I, think- I could eat maybe two Junior Mints tops, and then I'm just disgusted with myself. Why are you racist? Uh, They're so good. Like, come again? You're, you're, I, junior Mints are the number one movie theater snack, in my opinion. I think that they uh, bring a certain feeling to the theater. It's like the way I drink a Bloody Mary mix on a plane, but nowhere else. I've never had Bloody Mary mix anywhere else. Okay. Uh, and I'm crazy. It, no, That's what you're saying. But there are a lot of people who do that. That is a very common thing. And I, and I think Junior Mints bring the aura of the movie theater to you. And I'm going to add to what Mr. Carp is saying over mm-hmm. there to say, and I don't know if you guys have even thought about this, is that Junior Mints, there's something about the taste of a Junior Mint that is complementary to the taste of popcorn. Yes. Those two taste together work. Yes, Queen. Mm. Listen, also, people put the Junior Mints into the popcorn and mix them up. I've never done it because well, I'm not that adventurous. You do that with M&M's. Sure. You can do those not as good. even sure. with any candy, even with the gummy bear. Right, those aren't as good. Um, I all, well, Let's my, not forget Milk Duds. Well, milk let's duds not forget Raisinets. Right. Well, these are all Raisinets. good options. Not as good as Junior Mints. My number two is uh, Sour Patch Kids. Love Sour Patch Kids. And my number three are Butterfinger Bites, which are just small things of Butterfinger. Very good. Mm-hmm. I am going to tell you that I am a fan of North Dakota's number one, according mm-hmm. to this viral candy map. And are you guys with me? Because I buy these not only at the movie theater, I'll just buy them at, if I stop at 7-Eleven one day. And that is Baked Beans. <laughs> Love them. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. The Boston baked beans? He doesn't mean like baked beans, baked beans, but they no, are, the there candy. is a candy. No, the candy. Candy. Baked yeah. beans. I haven't they're had not, those in a long time. They're not good. They're, they're not so no. good. Again, no. it's like a warm, icky taste. It's like a 15-cent candy you get in like a bad <laughs> little oh, box. Dean, you are the worst. <laughs> I love them. I love baked beans. <laughs> those aren't good. <laughs> okay. But uh, I think people buy Reese's Pieces too, right? Isn't that I a would big one? think that would be way up there That's too. That's a big one, yeah. yeah. Re- what did you call Reese's Pieces? Reese's Pieces? You are so Pieces. pieces. <laughs> Reese's Pieces. <laughs> I think I'm having some sort of seizure. Reese's Pieces. Yep. There Reese's you go. Pieces it, but it is, it is good and plinky, though, right? <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. I mean, you guys you guys know me. I'm a little bit of a wrestling head. That's what I've been known as. Sure, sure. Friday Night Smackdown. I mean, I don't know how I couldn't tune in when I heard so much about and saw that all of the legends were going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but not Army and CM Punk, by the way, Jensen. Uh, no, were, CM Punk we, is not signed to WWE. We were certainly hoping. Yeah. Why is this such a big deal? Is Friday Night the, the Friday Night Smackdown has been going on for years and years and years? Yeah. Is the the only change that now it's on Fox? Uh, well, they also had a new stage set up that sort of where the wrestlers walk out, and mm-hmm. it, this was considered quote unquote a new season. But the most eyes that have ever been uh, possible to see wrestling mm-hmm. was this episode because it was the first week on Fox. Yeah, they had uh, pyrotechnics, and yep. I mean they really played it up big yeah. and uh, um, each. 18,000 people in attendance, and, uh, you know, the McMahons come out, Vince and Stephanie McMahon come out, and they do their greetings, and mm-hmm. then the wrestlers start appearing, and I was a little bit confused right out of the gate as a guy who knows nothing about wrestling when I heard this. <laughs> and here comes the man! And I thought, I am so gay right now because that is the hottest man i have ever seen in my life like where did he come from okay, how so does he look like that this is becky lynch she is a female wrestler who calls oh, herself the man because, i'm very confused right then. she's breaking glass ceilings in the business and mm-hmm. she's doing the main eventing which is something normally uh slotted for male wrestlers yeah. Okay, but so she's the man. Yes, mm-hmm. she is called the man. Okay. <laughs> you would be a little confused. I was very confused. <laughs> but, but she is a woman, yes. And then there was uh, a King Corbin, who's dressed up like the Burger King mascot. He yes. comes out. Now, was their intention, were they supposed to fight each other, or were they arguing over who got to come out first? They were arguing over who got to come out first, yeah. Okay, and it did get a little testy between those two. Yes. You really think you're still the man? Take one more step and we'll find out. All right, so it looked like they were getting ready to throw down, but then out of nowhere comes a voice we're all familiar with. Uh, That was one of the loudest responses I've ever seen in wrestling, by the way. Everybody, I mean, at least half the people in the audience were wearing the Rock is Back t-shirts. This yeah. is a big deal having him come back to Southern California for he, SmackDown? Yeah, he comes back a lot, to be honest, for a guy who is the biggest movie star in the world. But mm-hmm. every time he does, he always delivers and people get very excited. He was on that stage for like 10 minutes, yeah. just catchphrases and posturing and standing <laughs> and waiting for applause. Yeah. And, I mean, it was very slow moving, but man, he had that he had that crowd in the palm of his hand, he didn't did. he? He did. And then he told a story, and I need you, Jensen, uh, to tell tell me if this is a true story or not. Mm-hmm. Many, many, many moons ago, The Rock uttered a phrase to some jabroni that changed the WWE landscape forever, that changed the world. The Rock looked at that jabroni and said he was going to lay the smack down. 
And he claims that that's where the SmackDown was born? It is. That's where it started. He used <laughs> that's to say, why gonna, this thing exists? Yeah, I'm going to lay the SmackDown or layeth the SmackDown. He used to say this. <laughs> it was one of his catchphrases, and then it caught on to where they made it the name of the show. Then they had what looked like, I don't know, four, five, six, eight, fifteen, I don't know how many there were, <laughs> women come out right. in some sort of a tag team. And by the way, this uh, Charlotte Flair with her figure eight is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. She's very cool. At a sports entertainment event. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a sporting event, by the way, a sports <laughs> yes, entertainment yes. event. But I don't want to say they don't take the wrestling seriously, but they during the match, they went away to a commercial and came back. <laughs> I mean, like, while it was happening live, they <laughs> cut away from it that and came back thing. and it was still going on. That is a thing they do. And in the arena, they continue to wrestle, and then uh, you can see the ref sort of goes, we're back. Like, sort of tells, <laughs> yeah, but it's not on TV. Can you imagine if they did that with any other no. sport? No, that drive you crazy. It was, it was just crazy. It's third down and six. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> they got the first Keep down. <laughs> so then Seth Rollins comes out for the, uh, basically just to look at a TV screen that features The Fiend, who yes. is somebody that he was going to be meeting again last night at the Hell in a Cage, right? Hell in a Cell, yes. This, Hell in a Cell, right? This is one of the strangest things. I've ever seen. There were a couple of different things that happened during Friday Night SmackDown that I was not prepared for. Yes. And this is one of them. So they cut to The Fiend at home. Who has like a Mr. Rogers vibe to him. Yes. Right? Okay. And he is about to introduce the puppets that he lives with. Yes. Hi, Seth! <laughs> Welcome to the Firefly Funhouse. And since we're all being introduced to SmackDown's new home, I think it's only fair to introduce everyone to my home. Okay, so then he recreates the Hell in a Cell, Kevin, with the puppets right. in his house to show what's going to happen right. when he fights Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Now, Jensen, you've been watching this forever. Yes. Um, does he come up with that and he has to pitch it? Look, That's what I was told. Let's go yeah. to my house and yeah. we're going to do puppets. I have read about or it. Or does somebody write it for him? I have read about it and supposedly this is very much in his control. And he used to play a different character on the show that was very much like a uh, kind of a bit of a... Um, Sort of the opposite of a wrestler? No, he was like a... You know how on the Pirates of the Caribbean there were some characters that weren't pirates? They were guys who just held <laughs> lanterns and walked around? He was kind of that guy. He, that was his character. And he, he was like, the you know, very mysterious and strange. And it did not work in the long run. So they let him go away. He, he buffed up a bit. He lost a lot of weight and came back. And now he has this character, which is very Mr. Rogers. And he's there to sort of deal with the PTSD from when his first character didn't work. And so what happens is he's trying to be as happy as possible, but the fiend, which is a character with a mask and gloves, scary, scary, almost slipknot looking, um, that comes out every once in a while. Because, so he has a split personality. Yes, you can't hide your trauma. Mm. Oh, I see. Okay. Yes. All right. Now Shane McMahon comes out next. Now he he looks like my accountant. I mean, yeah. he is just an old guy <laughs> with a regular body in yeah. a suit, essentially. Yeah. He is. Uh, he's Vince's son, right? Yes. I, yeah. I would a a so. millionaire in his own right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So he comes out, and you're not going to believe what happens next when we get into the ladder match. This mm-hmm. is one of the craziest things I've ever seen. This is what I imagined wrestling to be in the 1980s and had <laughs> no idea it still was in the 21st century. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the best in the world! Uh-oh, uh-oh. Oh, Kevin Owens wasted a little time going after Shane, and here we go! Owens, Shane McMahon, ladder match, loser, terminated from WWE! Okay, so <laughs> Shane McMahon is not anywhere near the ring yet, and Kevin Owens just races out of the ring, like goes up the up the hallway yeah. and just tackles him, and they start fighting outside the ring yes. on their way to the ladder match. And this is true. If you lose the ladder match, you're kicked F- out fired. of the league. You're fired. You're yeah. fired. Yes. 
And the ladder, Kevin, you, you not only have to put it up in the ring and then climb it and pull a briefcase down that's <laughs> hanging from the ceiling. This is not possible. Yeah. It is. But you can also use the ladder as a weapon. You can pick up the ladder and you can just hit people yeah. with it. Or have the guy hold the ladder and then kick the ladder and it hits him in the head. It's got a Three Stooges vibe to it. <laughs> and at one point, by the way, Shane McMahon, who again does not look at all like a professional athlete, mm-hmm. at one point he stands on the corner of the ring yeah. and leaps what looks like 12 feet through the air to land on Kevin Owens, who's laying on a table yeah. nearby. Yeah, and I was thinking that's a that's a very difficult level of uh, of dif- of difficultness. I'm sorry, yeah. that's not an easy move to make. No. I guess Shane has done some ridiculous things over the years uh, for a guy who doesn't need to work. But yes. he, he weirdly puts himself in in harm's way for sure. Did, wasn't a, he the one last hell in a cell? Yeah, that got just, thrown off. Yes. Yeah, he he does some nut stuff. Well, I certainly expected that. You know, being Shane McMahon, he was going to win. But yes. here was one of the big upsets of the night. Here is your winner, Kevin Owens! I can't believe it! You can't believe it! No one can believe it, Cole! Shane McMahon's fired! And then the announcers are talking, <laughs> then the announcers start saying, who's, who, who do I go to for my paycheck? What if I need a day off? Like, who's the boss now? Yeah, like, it was a serious repercussion. These were thrown into disarray. The boss has been fired. All right, now we get into the uh, main event that we've been hearing How about. How are we not at the main event yet? Because it's a two-hour show, okay. Kevin. We're into the main event. This is going to be uh, our friend Brock Lesnar, by the way. Mm-hmm. I think you know has a storied career in, in uh, multiple disciplines. Yeah. And he is going against someone named Kofi Kingston, who looks like he weighs about 115 pounds. <laughs> yes. And he's got a couple of guys with him. It's like looking at Belle Bib DeVoe. These three guys are all dressed up in matching outfits. New Day. Like there's no New Day, right? There's no way. They are. So I guess Brock Lesnar has a spokesperson named Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman, who's a behind the scenes creative. He's very smart. And he's like the Captain Albano of current day, right? Yes, yes, yes. So here comes Paul, and he basically steals the mic from the announcer as it's time for the main event. Ladies and gentlemen. a little bit. Now I present for you, in its entirety, the match of the night. Tonight's main event is sponsored by Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Available now And Brock Lesnar. Quickly with Kofi Kingston. And an F5. And an F5 by Lesnar. Here's the cover. We got it. What? That was it. Wait, what? Brock Lesnar is now a five-time WWE Champion. Eight seconds. That's what Eight ha- seconds. That, that was the main event? Lesner, that was it. Lesnar has been known to make these matches very quick, and this yes. one was surprisingly quick. Yeah. Eight seconds, and I'm looking at the clock, and there's still like four minutes to go, and I'm thinking, well, they, you know, they crammed everything into this show. <laughs> yeah. What are they going to do now? And he has just won the title. He's got the belt over his head, and he looks down, and Jensen, who's coming out? To the surprise of not only the champ, but to yeah. everybody in the arena. Well, it's Rey Mysterio, who's a normal WWE wrestler, but he's he's accompanied by a very tall dude that no one has seen before. And it ends up being 
Cain Velasquez. Cain Velasquez, who has, who's the UFC fighter who beat Brock Lesnar. Yeah, who's now a WWE uh, superstar. And so Come Brock on. has just won a match, and now Cain Velasquez shows up, and he climbs into the ring, and now Brock has to fight another match. Can you imagine if the Lakers won the championship, and then out of nowhere, the Portland Trailblazers came out and said, all right, now you got to play us. So Velasquez is there. I can assure you, Brock Lesnar was not expecting to encounter his old rival, the man who defeated him for the UFC Heavyweight Championship, Cain Velasquez, in a WWE ring. But make no mistake, Velasquez has arrived. And the beast has got to deal with it. So the story continues. And don't think I won't be there next Friday night. <laughs> I think you're going to Saudi Arabia for their big crown jewel event. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. You know how we say you can go to radio.com and stream the Kevin and Bean Show or get mm-hmm. the podcast there. And we appreciate when you do. Well, there's another show you ought to be checking out. It comes on right after ours at 10. It's called Swings and Misses. And once again, Jen and Cody from the program in studio with us here on the Kevin and Bean Show. Hey, guys. How are you? Hello. Hey, how are you? With all this baseball and all this football going on right now, you guys are doing nothing but talking about Hell in the Cell. Yes. <laughs> it was you seem really obsessed with this today. It was a no, it's a no-DQ match, and it was DQ'd. That makes he no sense. was furious when I picked him up from the airport last night, and I was like, do we talk about this? He's like, I can't. The I Undertaker can't. murdered Mick Foley in the ring. He should have gone to jail, but he was not DQ'd. His teeth went into his gums. But Seth Rollins went too far, Cody. Yeah. He pulled a chair out. Ah, this game. Can't go anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. Chair, ladder, sledgehammer. sledgehammer. Yeah, he hit, he hit a chair off with a sledgehammer five feet away from uh, Bray Wyatt's body. Yeah, I got to call this match. So not happy with that. With that. Oh no, my god! It says a lot about your broadcast when they're chanting your new rival company or yes. refund, or yeah. refund and yeah. refund. Yeah. Yeah. Last night they were alternating. Last refund night and AEW was know? the best. AEW show of all time. <laughs> it's a good commercial, oh, no. at least. Well, I know we're both speaking on our respective programs with Chris Jericho today. It seems like great timing to be having the champ on, right? Right. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about the Dodgers for starters. Uh, we I, I said first thing when we came in this morning is how was your weekend? Well, up until the fifth inning, it was terrible. After the fifth <laughs> inning, it was a great weekend. Um, I cannot figure out. I've never seen managing like they're doing on the Washington side with how random they seem to be putting their pitchers into rotation. And last night, it seemed like it came back to bite him in the butt. Well, how do I put this? Yes. The Nationals rotation is three people, literally three guys. And uh, the weird thing is one of those three guys is Patrick Corbin, who's had an incredible year. And they've just been rolling him out any chance they can. And he was the one that gave up four runs. Uh, uh, but, and he only had three days rest, though, too, right? I, That's the problem with what they're doing. Yes. Is but, the rest of their bullpen just lottery numbers? Like they're oh, picking yeah. out balls and it's they're like, oh! Board, yeah. It's a dark board. <laughs> their bullpen, for lack of a better phrase, is a bunch of veteran pitchers that are island of misfit toys-ish. Oh. Um, really not. Doesn't seem ideal. No, not the cream of the crop when it comes to uh, bullpen, but a lot of guys who could fill in a role, and it's been successful for them. But basically, their their ro- their whole rotation is anchored by Steven Strasburg, Max Scherzer, and Patrick Corbin. And they're right. just going to keep rolling out those three horses nonstop until it works. Well, this is why the Dodgers, at least their fans would say out loud, they wanted Washington and not Milwaukee because See, they the knew they opposite. had this weakness. 
I was the exact opposite. I thought really? for, I thought in a five-game series, based on the fact you have to win three games, going up against Patrick Corbin, uh, Steven Strasburg, and Max Scherzer, I thought this gave the Nationals the absolute advantage. Is that right? Yeah, but today, you know, the Dodgers have there's to... there's nine innings in a baseball game. Yeah. He only played it for how long? Uh, no, 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 no. Slow down. Max Scherzer's <laughs> going to throw eight complete today without question, and they're going to win. It's going to come back to L.A., and the Dodgers will probably take uh, game five. Okay. Uh, Cody, you played baseball for many, many, many years. How does it go from the coldest bats in America to everybody's getting on base? How does that happen? How, how does that momentum work? And you get work? the feeling that they all knew that was going to happen. Uh, it's just, it's weirdly contagious. It can go from zero to a hundred like that. And all it takes is one, one moment. It could take anything from a guy gets hit by a pitch because he's down 0-2 and he gets hit by a pitch and the entire dugout just comes live. As ridiculous as that sounds, huh. I've seen, uh, out, I've been in a game, I was in a game this year where we were down 11-1 uh, to 1 in the ninth. And our leadoff guy got hit by a pitch. We ended up scoring 10 runs and winning the game. It was. What were you guys like? Let's start a rally. Lean into this one. Yeah. yeah. It was Someone awesome. needs to get hit. That's all I know. Yeah. I was like, I don't care. Yeah, fired up. I, I was actually hoping that Cody Bellinger would start leaning in, doing something. <laughs> to turn but it he around. didn't have to. He actually showed up last night. Not only that, Russell Russell Martin hasn't hit a ball really since Nam. So watching him have a <laughs> have a game like that yesterday was amazing. Because you know he's Russell Martin is basically borderline Dodger royalty at this point. Yeah. yeah. Um, so watching him as a veteran player that he is now, uh, having a game like that. Uh, with those two huge hits was really fun. Yeah, and with a bunch of young guys nipping at his tail, too, like uh, with Will Smith and, and those guys take, want to take in the position. He's oh, still yeah. playing. He's still playing well. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was it was really cool to see. You know, any t- that, that whole Dodger team, the way they run their offense is very much, they don't have, they don't roll their best nine out there. They roll their best 12 out there, and they rotate throughout the entire game, especially in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So the fact that everyone's really bought in into all being role players, and even though they do have superstars, no one's really treated like a superstar. But you it's don't really always great. agree with what Roberts does, though, because sometimes he'll he'll be using guys for certain instances, and then it's like, okay, well, you're depleting your bench. Like, what's gonna? Who's your bench guys? Yes, it concerns me every once in a while when you when you don't start Max Muncie for the first three innings, and then you roll him out and you take out David Freeze, and all of a sudden, well, now I don't have that great right handed yeah. bat off the bench later in the game when I need it because the Dodgers bullpen is is spotty at best so mm. you know you're going to be rolling out a new pitcher every inning from the sixth on and possibly two pitchers every inning from the sixth on so now you're going to need to be clever with your bench and you know dave roberts has really proven that he can he's it's gotten him to two world series i can't sit here and say dave roberts is wrong he's and i, I love dave roberts he's one of the nicest people you'll ever meet in baseball yeah we all do uh swings and misses on the uh, kevin Beach show right now again they're show on radio.com from 10 to 1 live you can also check out the pack podcast afterwards on radio.com as well let's talk football real quick it's uh too far gone to, uh, to <laughs> break down the rams but we should mention the chargers should we terrible worse than i mean worse than worst appearance of the year yesterday Awful. Um, they suck. Uh, easily, uh, right? Look, look, there were more Broncos fans in that stadium than there were Chargers fans. That is and true. So before anyone gets mad at me for for beating down on the Chargers, it's like, how about you show up to the game? How about you make the drive from San Diego because that's where you're coming from. Let's yeah. be real. Uh, we haven't adopted you yet here. Um, and just show up. Um, every week, I do feel like it's the opposing team that oh, has 100%. more fans. It's, every it's single a home every game single for whoever's coming is. to visit. Yeah. Um, but this is the first time that the Chargers have failed to score a touchdown in 55 games. Oh, 
That seems bad. That's pretty insane. That no. does seem bad. Not a good start. And I think we all like Philip Rivers, too, very much sure. as a oh, human. Oh, we all do. And, like, I don't think Chargers fans will start panicking yet by any means because you, they're, Chargers are notorious for this. They have a really bad start. Everyone starts to get a little panicky. And then they start scrambling. They get a little frantic. And then they somehow end up making their way into postseason talk. So I don't feel like it's something that we should really get nervous about quite yet. Yeah, three and two is so not badly. the end of the road. Right? But no. after next week, I may have changed that whole story. <laughs> Um, All right, one more thing real quick, and only because I know it amused Jensen and Kevin so it. much. The, uh, Jason Garrett of the Cowboys. What happened with him versus an official yesterday? Oh, It was one well, of the best things. Weirdest thing I've ever watched. I've never seen a penalty called because a guy threw a flag he too hard. Did not, that's not why the penalty was well, called. they're saying but it's a curse They're now, saying but... it was he cursed. He said an expletive while he was throwing the flag down. And we have to forget, like, there's Mike's all down the sidelines. So that got picked up on television, on the broadcast. I mean, if it's audible enough, they probably heard it in they, the stadium, They both too. look like children, which is what I, mean, I love. Oh, Jason, sure. Garrett, Jason Garrett threw the flag down like he was going to punch the ref, and then the ref threw the flag in the air like, <laughs> what's happening? It's also, at the end of the day, throwing a flag. I'm very yeah. sensitive of a move. I love it because this is the first time Jason Garrett has proved to me that he's not like an android oh, in 10 years. Is good, it then. was amazing. I'm like, oh my God, he's actually human? But awesome. I, I enjoyed Jerry Jones' quote. Though, because it was the quote of the night for me, and he goes, "I hope the little darling didn't hear anything he hasn't heard before." <laughs> uh, because if they, start throwing, if they start throwing flags for every bad word, it's just going to be a field of flags. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. that's no funny. Question. All right, well, there's plenty for you guys to talk about in your show today. Of course, hockey is back too. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll dip into that a little bit. Uh, swings and misses. Radio.com, ten to one, and then get the podcast ever. Have a great week, you guys. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much. Take care, guys. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I just don't know why Beer Mug would say stuff like that about Jericho. I mean, why would you mouth off when the dude he's, is in, he's he's right in the here. next room? He can hear you. I mean, it's one thing to, to smack talk a guy when he's nowhere in the building. But Muggs, what are you doing, son? Allie said it all. It was no, 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 it was you, Muggs. I, I because you could tell the difference in your voices. <laughs> what? How uh, was, was that? I'm, I'm a lady. Well, uh, you should have picked any other guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe it would have worked. <laughs> wrong, uh, wrong comments, wrong day, Muggs. That's what I'm saying. Pick your battles, my friend. All right, Chris Jericho is here, current AEW world champion. Fascinating individual will be joining us coming up right off the top of the hour. First, Allie, what's happening on this Monday? Well, despite mounting controversy and security concerns, Joker scored $93.5 million over the weekend at the box office. It now stands as the biggest October launch of all time, you guys. That's, uh, I think, surprising to a lot of people with, you know, the fears about what was going to go down in the cinema, the reviews Mm -hmm. not being great. There were a lot of things stacked against it. Not having a Batman. Yeah, not having a Batman. That's a problem. Weird, but that's a problem for a lot of movies that don't have Batman. Just not having <laughs> yeah. a Batman. Yeah, that's <laughs> a major issue. You are correct. Uh, previous record holder was the Spider-Man spinoff Venom. That uh, was the biggest October opening before, of course, Joker, with eighty million dollars. Okay, I was shocked by that. Yeah, God, I love movies. Um, along with the North American results, the uh, worldwide opening totaled about two hundred thirty-four million. 
Not bad. And in case you're wondering about the other movies. Well, uh, Joker earned more than the rest of the films in the top ten combined. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the rest don't really matter, but I'll tell you anyway. Coming in second place, Abominable. Coming in third place, Downton Abbey. (gasps) Followed by, have you seen it yet? No, no of course not. Not, uh, not yet. I'm, no. I'm going to though. Let me get to it. No, you're not. You're not. Allowed, you're not allowed to act so excited if you're I not going to so see excited. it. I, I am. I am. I promise. Coming in fourth, Hustlers, and rounding out the top five, It Chapter Two. And if you missed Kevin's um, review of the movie before, you, you said it was a little long. You it would was, have edited a little bit. It was good. It's mm-hmm. just there was a lot of he's he sure does laugh at the wrong time. There was a lot of that. It's like mm-hmm. okay, I get it. I don't need to be hit over the head with it. Yeah, we get it. It's a creepy. Kept laugh. doing it. Two, Kept hour, doing two it. hours, two minutes is the uh, yes. running time. Yeah. Would you say that he laughed all the way to the bank <laughs> with those fogs? It's the biggest October. Nope. Okay. I wouldn't say yeah, any not, of that. I'm not proud of that. Uh, so Justin Bieber recently spent $35,000 on two little kittens and took to Instagram. What? Wait, what? Uh, what? Yeah. what are you you're burying the lead? What? Uh, How spent, do you spend? They're special. Cats. Like, cats are like 15 bucks. Well, yeah, but these are like crazy, like, oh, they could change the world, cats. No, I don't, <laughs> I don't think know. any cats could change the world. Of some type. I, I didn't follow the story, but aren't they big cats? No. They're no, not. They're, no, they're just they're, cats. They're, they're, they're cats. not like tigers or something. No, okay. they're a specific breed. I think Savannah breed. How okay. much? These are people, but they're cats, and this is kind of blowing my mind. <laughs> $35,000 on two of them. Okay. I mean, you can find a cat free in most neighborhoods most days. Well, and that was kind of PETA's point, um, uh-huh. who pointed out um, that they wish that Justin, quote, could inspire his fans around the world to save a life by adopting a cat from a local animal shelter, rather than fueling the dangerous demand for hybrid cats, contributing to the animal overpopulation crisis, and proving that when it comes to helping animals, his stance so far is, I don't care. <sighs> Because that's what? a Justin Bieber that's song. A Justin see? Bieber song. Right. Well, yeah. what they did? Bieber wasn't having it. He wrote, "Peta, go focus on real problems like poaching and animal brutality. You're tripping because I want a specific kind of cat. You weren't tripping when I got my dog Oscar and he wasn't a rescue. Every pet we get must be a rescue. I believe in adopting rescues, but also think there are preferences, and that's what breeders are for." Oh, was he yeah. eating a ton of bacon while he was making this statement? Yeah. Just to rub it in? Wearing a I mink mean. coat? <laughs> he then said, Peter, go help with all the plastic in the ocean and leave my beautiful cats alone. At Kitty Sushi and Tuna. Apparently their names are Sushi and Tuna. He is creative. Wow. He is. Wow. How, I mean, are you gonna, how are you going to make me side with Peter here, Justin yeah. Bieber? How are you going to yeah. make me do it? I have mixed feelings about this because I do understand people who like a specific breed, but and I do. Okay. What were you going to say? You can find any specific breed at any rescue or any shelter. You that absolutely was, can. That was the other half of uh, my sentence, which sorry is. Sorry for jumping in. I didn't know at the time, for instance, when I got my bulldog, last bulldog from a breeder, I did not realize great organizations like Southern California Bulldog Rescue existed. And there's mm-hmm. plenty of bulldogs who need homes. So I am uh, for forevermore a full-time adopt, don't shop for sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I like that about you. Guys, this is bizarre to me, and I'm not quite sure who's buying these, but, uh, you know, the last episode of Golden Girls aired more than 25 years ago. Uh, but and Betty White is still alive. She sure is. She That's sure is. Amazing. But it obviously still has some pop culture street cred yeah. because Target's collection of Golden Girls Halloween costumes not only sold out, 
the wigs that were sold separately, all of those have sold out. Hold up. These are $70 each. Just the costume, not the wig that goes with it. Sold out. What? These aren't kids, right? No. That are like, I want to be Blanche. sexy golden girls? <laughs> no, these are just straight up mm. golden girls. Who is girls. the horny one? Uh, that's uh, Blanche. 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 Yeah. She was cool. <laughs> <laughs> she was a Stelgetti. <laughs> No. Well, no, I thought it was no. Rose. No. I thought Rose was the Rose horny is the horny one. one. Yeah. yeah. I thought Blanche was the Oh, you're right. I thought, uh, you're right. Maybe I think Rose B, maybe you one. were horny for one of them. Yeah. But well, as far as come on. <laughs> who was horny out? It was Rue McClanahan? It was yeah. Rue McClanahan. Yeah. It was Rose. You're right. She rules. Hold up. <laughs> Which one was Blanche then? Blanche was the oldest one. Oh. Oh, the uh, mom. Dorothy's Getty. mom. Am I the yeah. only one that never watched the Golden Girls? No, uh, Sophia was the oldest one. All right, then what? I don't know. Which one is Joe? <laughs> Joe Polnicek? No, and Joe Jonas. Which, yeah, which this one is, is Joe? Great conversation. Wait, hold, now <laughs> I've got to look it up. The point is that the Golden Girls costumes are hot for Halloween 2019. That's Allie's point. Which well, now horrible. we're all looking to see which is which. The horny one is clearly Rumi, The horny Rumi one is, is Blanche. That's what I said. Apparently, uh, Chris Jericho was in the other room yelling at us. For the <laughs> he should night. be. <laughs> yeah, Blanche was Rue McClanahan, and then Betty White was Rose. Yes. Then oh. B. Arthur was Dorothy. Are we and then still her talking mom, about the Golden Girls? Her mom was Sophia. But which is the weirdest part, the mom on the Golden Girls was the youngest of all of them in real life. Crazy times, right? Yeah, it's on, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> Why can't it fail? Bean, did you ever oh, find Jericho left? Bean, did you ever find the horny one attractive? Uh, Rue, I don't know which one was the horny one now. <laughs> Rue McClanahan. Rue McClanahan. No, not going at all. back into it's it. Good. Not at all. The southern one. No. Betty White was the hottest. Obviously. <laughs> oh my god, she was like and, so demure and sweet. She and then not... Estelle Getty second. <laughs> Just because you felt like you might break her. <laughs> oh. All right. Bean likes prunes. I like to. I like to put in some work. <laughs> I'm not happy until they end up in the hospital. You know. Wow. All right. Uh, Jericho is in his car now. I'm I'm being told he is now getting onto the 10. (laughs) Wow. Some birthdays for you. Joy Behar, Tom York, Simon Cowell, John Mellencamp, and Louis Capaldi. And that's what's happening. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K Rock. All hail the Ayatollah of rock and roller! Please shut the hell up! Rock is Jericho! All of them need a little Y2J, baby! I am the best in the world at what I do! It's Chris, you parasite! Bring it in, man! You just made the list, you stupid idiot! I'm the first... AEW champion. A little bit of the bubbly. I love being Le Champion. You're welcome. ASA, wow. New York Times bestselling author, multiple times actor, lead singer of Fozzie, the rock band, and oh, yes, by the way, a pro wrestler, and as you just heard, the current AEW world champion. Please welcome Chris Jericho hey! to the Kevin Show. Hey! Like I was going the Hall of Fame with that introduction. That was like a whole "This is your life" type thing. You right? are, you're a walking meme, man. You're catchphrase central. But before we get into it, oh, let no. me just explain to you. So I've been watching the Golden Girls because <laughs> <laughs> my wife got me into it. So now I'm a huge fan. So sure. Blanche is Rue McClanahan, the, yes. the, the the horny one. Yes. Okay. okay. Rose is Betty White. She's mm-hmm. kind of the dumb one. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 Sophia. 
is 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 the old old lady, the mom, still getting, still getting, and then B. Arthur is Dorothy, who's Chris the is bringing this coolest up because, character ever because, because you guys we spent did, 15 minutes not knowing any of it. Yeah. Yeah. Riveting conversation, <laughs> debating it. I you guys, it. you can just Google. You guys know what this. Google, you got 18 computers in here, and you're debating on who the horny one is. Just Google it, man. Look, Chris. I took it as he was horny for her, so I wasn't oh, okay. sure which one it could be. I'm I'd B. Arthur, man. She's the best. Nope, she, really. Oh, you're over Betty White. Really, man. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> the earth looks like she would like spank you. Yeah, like, she can manhandle. Switch, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, all right. We're uh, we're unlike you, uh, Chris, who has multiple jobs and seem to excel at all of them. We are bad at just the one job <laughs> yeah. that we have here. You know what the funny thing is? I forgot that Bean is is, is doing this via via satellite. Yeah. So I'm lo- yes. Somebody's talking. I'm looking at all four people. No one's talking. It's I'm like, a, how are you I'm, doing that? I'm throwing my voice. It's a talent. <laughs> one of us. Throwing it out. Seattle. You have to guess which one. Um, I, I should just start moving my mouth just so. <laughs> Just to confuse people. You're screwing me up here. Um, <laughs> Jensen, you yeah. told us before Chris came in that he was on your Drop the Mic show. He I was. was. I so he rocks having, Andy raps. I loved having Chris on. Chris was one of the, the rare people that we had on the show that uh, we would text lyrics back and forth. And in the middle of the night, after he was done with a match, he would just voice message a, a rhyme to me. And I was what? like, that's very good. Why was it after I was done with a match? I could have just been sitting around my house drinking <laughs> no, or something. No, I think you were like, I just left a match. I think you told me. <laughs> Here's something I learned from doing Drop the Mic. Yeah. A, we had a great time. We did. Uh, Method man, awesome dude. Mm-hmm. But don't ever go up against an Ali. Yeah, okay. In the United States, because as not, soon not. as she walked out as Layla Ali, as soon as she walked out, it's like, yeah, yeah. Like she hasn't even done anything. So you yet. lost immediately. <laughs> yeah, before my, you even rap. My rhymes were way better than yeah. her rhymes. Yes. <laughs> she had the Ali street yeah. cred. Don't yeah. rap battle a, a woman of a heroic dead father. Okay, yeah, it's usually it's a good advice. I don't think I have any trouble uh, not doing that. It <laughs> was fun though. It was good. It was good. There was a good Layla Eric Clapton. Joke yeah, there, we were happy really to have you, yeah, man. Good, thank you, Chris. This is a uh, <laughs> uh, we we talk about how this is maybe the biggest wrestling has ever been. There's more interest in wrestling right now. Yes, it's me speaking. Then <laughs> it, it almost seems like than any time before. Thanks to the WWE versus AEW war for starters, right? Well, I don't. We're not at war with anybody. That's a war that was kind of thrust upon us, as they say. But I think the fact that AEW exists is what made wrestling cool again because our company is different from the others and we had such a buzz before we even did one TV show that once we did it, people were like, wow, this is a completely different thing. We haven't really experienced this before. A little bit more of a free show, more creative, uh, more artistic, uh, not done the same way that other shows are done. So I think that is by proxy made wrestling cool again uh, because they now we now have a, a company that's cool in AEW. And I've, I've, I have a hard time explaining it to friends because here in L.A., I've been going to PWG uh, for like 10 years. And, I've, and I, I don't, when people say, what's the difference between WWE and what I'd seen at PWG, which now has a ton of dudes in AEW. What is the difference if someone just... Of, that's a lot of alphabets. Yes, yeah. A lot of letters if, if People at home are like, well, go back to the Golden Girls conversation. <laughs> if, you're, if you're just tuning in to see what the difference well, they, is no, what they know. It's like if there was, you know, uh, just one band, like, okay, we, we got, you know, Metallica, and it's, it's all Metallica. If there was no Megadeth, and if there was no Slayer, and if there was no Anthrax, mm-hmm. it'd be kind of boring. And that's kind of where we're at now for the last 20 years, where there was a monopoly from the WWE, which is great. They're obviously legendary 
subsidiary, legendary company, but they do things a certain way. Yeah. Um, it's very much the WWE style of things. Uh, our style is a little bit more freeform. Like I said, there's no writers there telling you what to do. As as Chris Jericho playing this character for 29 years, I don't need a writer to tell me what to say. I know what to say. Yeah. Um, and I think that's well, I one think of the differences. I think you've proven that, probably. A few yeah. things, like a couple <laughs> lines here and there. I, I just think it gives... Um, we're giving the artists a chance to be artists. Let the pros be pros. It reminds me of, of Clint Eastwood when he does a movie. He does two or three takes and moves on. And the actor's like, that's all you need? He's like, yes, I hired you to be pros. You're pros. You did a great take. Let's move on. There's a lot of second guessing and uh, uh, micromanaging in WWE. We really don't have that. And so I you think- feel they're overproduced? Yeah, but that's their style. That's yeah. how they do it, and that's very successful. We're not, like I said, we didn't start any wars, and, and we didn't. You could put on uh, the Super Bowl against AEW Dynamite. You could raise John and George from the dead and do a Beatles reunion <laughs> against the AEW Dynamite. I'm not positive. There's, no, there's nothing we can do to, to change that. All we can worry about, we're in competition with ourselves. And by the way, what's easy what, to say, they doubled the ratings of their competition in wrestling that <laughs> no, night. No, but I want to know what night that Beatles thing is happening. So I actually like to, <laughs> Me too. I like to tune in. With, with the holograms? <laughs> these days? <laughs> Let's make it happen. Live. Speak about the ratings. When you saw those come out and WWE did the, hey, great premiere, guys, of know, AEW. Right? Were you like, oh, but, Yeah, the passive-aggressive, uh, it's a marathon, not a one-night sprint. And we were like, whoever said it was a one-night sprint? Yeah. Yeah. But once again, to me, that was missing the point. Uh, yes, we beat uh, NXT, which was great, but, you know, in television and advertising, it's all about the demos. You're the demo. 18 mm-hmm. to 34, 18 to 49. Our demos in the important slots were number two on the whole night. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that beat us was the dastardly uh, Major League Baseball wildcard game, those heathens. But every <laughs> other show that night, we beat them. So that to me was the most important. It's yeah, huge. It's you great. beat the Golden Girls that night? There was a Golden Girls marathon. Think we, crushed them. <laughs> we crushed them. And today, I guess it would be uh, dumb of us not to bring up that Last night, the WWE had their Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, which is kind of a big gimmick thing they do. And it ended so poorly for the fans. The fans were so, uh, I guess, un- not satisfied with what happened. There was a audible in the WWE broadcast, an audible AEW chant. Yeah. <laughs> is, is, is and it, refund, right? Yeah, and yeah, refund, refund was being yeah. yelled. Is, 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 is that kind of... I guess fever for something new is that I think I think yeah I think people are excited to have something new and there's an option and we're kind of like you know we're mavericks we're we're the rebel forces against the evil empire of the Death Star and, sure. the, and the, you know Vince Vader and all this sort of stuff so um, I think that yeah it's, I mean pe- I love when people are like we'll never watch WWE again until tomorrow night on Raw <laughs> eight o'clock Eastern um, you know like I said if people are chanting that that's great I can't worry about what they yeah. do we're just worried about we did one great show and now we have to continue on by doing another great show on yeah, Wednesday. You still have plenty of time to disappoint people, Chris. <laughs> yeah. 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 I've, made, I've, made a, I've made a career out of disappointing people. <laughs> I, right, I think, we have to I, take a quick break. Hang on yeah. there one second. Our guest is Chris Jericho. This is a very exciting morning for us here on the Kevin Bean Show. We're delighted to have him. The uh, AEW, by the way, is going to be this Wednesday night at 8 on TNT. This is going to be from Boston, is that right? Emanating from Boston, Massachusetts. From Boston, Massachusetts. More with Chris right after this on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Chris Jericho. Whoa, what? Whoa, right? Chris, Chris yeah. Jericho's here. Wait, Kevin, you got to turn it down. Chris Jericho is no, here. No, 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 no. He's 
Listen, listen to this guy. Listen to this guy. Chris Jericho is in studio with us here on the Cabinet Bean Show. He is, among other things, the current AEW world champion. Get back to that in a minute. He is the lead singer of the band Fozzy, mm-hmm. which seems to be a thing that you are not only good at, but to take pretty seriously, Chris. We just uh, currently have our fifth top 30 Billboard single right now. So, uh, yeah, we're doing really good. We just How many act- years have you been doing the band? Well, I've been playing in bands since I was 13. But this band, we started it like in 1999, believe it or not. But over the oh, last 10 gosh. years is when we really started focusing. We just did a show out here at the Bank of California Stadium with Iron Maiden like two weeks ago. <laughs> That's pretty cool. It was crazy, uh, yeah. <laughs> a stadium show. It was so, um, yeah, we've been doing great. Lots of good stuff going on. And, and, and rock radio is still very vibrant and very important. That's amazing. Um, when you get embraced by it, it really helped our band. So, so far, so good. And by the way, there have to be people who have no idea that you have another life. They just know you as the guy in the band, right? I yeah, would imagine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, 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 I've found now um, it's more about the Chris Jericho brand. Some people are Fozzie fans. Some people are AEW fans, wrestling fans. Some people are both. Some people are fans of just the podcast, Talk is Jericho, or or the books that I've written. So there's, you kind of uh, you have different pockets of fans. Some of them like everything. Some of them like certain elements. But that's why it's important to to expand your, uh, your yeah. Brand show. Yeah, congratulations. And what makes Chris so much different than a lot of other wrestlers that he came up with is like as wrestlers get older, they kind of get worse. Like they, it's like they their wear and tear start to take over and younger guys come up and just sort of take their spot. Chris has been able to sort of reinvent himself over and over again in the game and sort of stay, uh, and you're almost like hitting your stride now, it would feel. Yeah, I mean, um, I was always really influenced by David Bowie and how he always changed, evolved, uh, morphed his, his his style of music, his look. He always reinvented himself from record to record, which then made him relevant at all times. I can't mm-hmm. remember a time when Bowie wasn't relevant because of that. You never become a nostalgia act. And uh, I think because of this reinvention um, that I've been doing, it's just kind of given my my career a whole new level of longevity. It's a little scary at times when you try to re when you try to do something different. It are is. the fans going to like it? Or are they not going to like it? What I what I realize is you have to have pure confidence and commitment to it. Um, and when you have that, people will buy it. Because even if you, I remember I was in Japan last year. And I yeah, just, I was going to say it's a totally different character. Yeah, in the Japan. character I had was much more vicious, and I felt more like a, like it's kind of a serial killer, excuse <laughs> me, type thing. So what would what would a serial killer look like if if I was a killer? Uh, maybe I'd put some makeup on, like a Clockwork Orange, Alice Cooper thing. And so I just did it. And as soon as you walk out of the dressing room into the into the area where all the other guys are, I'm like, is anyone going to laugh at this? But <laughs> nobody did. It's just, oh, it's just Jericho again. And you walk out, and suddenly you have, you know, thousands of people dressing up as this character for Halloween now. Mm-hmm. So that's, you just have to believe in what you're doing, have commitment, and know when you have years of experience and people following you that they'll buy it. It's, oh, there's Jericho. Look at that cool costume. Or look at this cool, you know, Would you do thing. Dancing with the Stars? I've done he it. He did it. I did it. What? Yeah, yeah he did yeah, it. Yeah, I, did I was just thinking, what is the squarest thing I could possibly throw at you to see how committed you were to this it. character? Uh, he se- was good. I lasted seven weeks. Yeah, he was good. And um, never danced before or since, but at the time, it was... <laughs> and people bought it. People were in. It you. was good, man. That's yeah, because hilarious. It's, it, dancing is, is, is choreography and staying on the beat, right, and mm-hmm. understanding the syncopation of music. Well, what do I do? Uh, wrestling, there's a lot of choreography of that. Being a musician, you have to understand how to stay with the beat in the pocket. So it was actually 
cut out for it in a lot of ways. And it did, it's I, also I, very physical. Very physical. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I could have lasted maybe two more weeks, but I, I think I think it lasted way longer than they expected. Oh, yeah. They kind of have guys slotted, I think, where they where they believe they're going to go. You see the board earlier? Than <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Jericho's out in third week. Yeah, yeah, he's, uh, out for, he's out first week, but actually I did pretty good, so um, it was a I'll lot say. of fun. It was, it was hard. Because all of our but... friends who have done it have been out like two or three weeks in. You know, okay, I mean, the well, Jeff Rosses and the Corollas and people like that, they well, you, never last. Well, you got to put the time into it, too. Like, I was, you're, you're practicing seven, eight hours a day, like, literally, man. There's no, if you don't put in that time, you won't do good because you need that much time to, to get good. Why Fozzie? Where'd the name come from? Um, we uh, started as a cover band and it was just Fozzie Osborne. We thought it was funny. And then, uh, <laughs> that works. And then, you know, here we are now with Fozzie. It's like, oh, that's interesting. Like, well, we'll look at other names. Def Leppard. Think, what, a, what is a Def Leppard? <laughs> or how about, like, Kiss? Sure. I heard a band called Hug with two Gs. The best thing about Fozzie <laughs> is uh, it's the easiest name to chant. People sure. chant Fozzie. It's Fozzie, funny that you Fozzie. think that. It's funny that you think that way, like chanting well, is part of it. Well, he wouldn't have thought that when he had a cover band called Fozzie Osborne. It's right, just lucky Fo- that that yeah. plays out. Yeah, so, so um, yeah, interesting name, memorable, but that's, uh, that's the name. I yeah. thought it had to do with Fozzie the Bear. That's why you wore scarves. This is Fozzie Bear wears Fozzie, scarves? Yeah, a yeah. pork pie hat and scarves. What are you talking about? He wears uh, bow ties and stuff. <laughs> I'm so upset. I'm so upset right now. I'll you guys are breaking I'll, up. I'll, I'll tell you. That's uh, her first Jericho. love. I'll explain, first love I'll explain Golden Bear. Girls and you explain. <laughs> that's a deal. That's a deal. I remember the yeah. Swedish chef. He was, he was great. Oh, yeah. 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 Beaker. Beaker. Yeah. All right. First, how did you get yeah, you never things. thought you'd be talking about yeah. today. <laughs> how did you get four New York Times bestselling books out of your life already? Um, I briefly was going to continue this interview as the uh, Swedish chef, but I can't do it. Oh, it's too bad. I got the four New York Times are best sellers. That's a tough one. It's like Dracula kind of. How? I just wrote the damn things and people liked them. So, yeah, I mean, I wrote four books in 10 years and the last one came out a couple of years ago and I just had a, a, a publisher just email me again. I'm like, I don't need another autobiography at this point. Like, the last one was more of a self-help book. But yeah. like, what am I, F. Scott Fitzgerald? Like, four <laughs> autobiographies in 10 years? Like, enough. But yeah, you got a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, but I think I just need to take a little bit of a break for a bit. Because the, like the last one was called Noah's a four-letter word. And like I said, it was based around the 20 principles that I had learned throughout my career and my life on how to achieve your goals. So that was a little bit of, more of a different uh, uh, vibe to it, which was really And that cool. would be for anybody who's in any field, any right? Any field, it's just exactly. Good, good habits to exactly, learn. Uh, exactly, exactly. So I, I have a question. For anyone who's like a, a more of a wrestling head, is there anyone on this new... Because it's crazy because you have a whole new roster to deal with now. Like you've been working for for decades and yet these guys are all new to you who out of the whole roster are you most excited to go against to, to fight just all of them the thing that the thing that you need to to create a, a viable competitor alternative option to to, to wb is you need money which the Khan family from from jacksonville they own the jaguars amongst many other things they have the money and the passion mm-hmm. you need a, a great television deal which we got on tnt mm-hmm. one of the biggest cable networks in the world and you need a roster of six to eight minimum fresh main event guys which we have guys that have been doing this for years but never in the states they've been plying their craft in japan and mm-hmm. uh, like you mentioned pwgs yeah. about matt jackson nick jackson the young bucks kenny 
Omega, Hangman Page, uh, Cody Rhodes. So you have all these guys that uh, when they come into AEW, they're going to be 10-year overnight sensations. People are going to watch and go, <laughs> yeah. who, who the hell are these guys? Yeah, how yeah. are they so good? How are they so good and why have we never heard of them before? And they're guys that chose not to go to WWE. Yeah. Uh, the Bucks had a deal with Hot Topic. They were making, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars on merch. And they're like, who are these guys? Yeah. So that's what I was really excited about. And what Chris Jericho is, is a bridge for people that know who I am, uh, know what, know my history and go, well, what's this AEW? Well, Jericho's there? Well, let's check it out. And yeah. then they'll see all these other guys names, yeah. and go, holy smokes, this is amazing. So anybody in the company I'm excited to work with because they're all basically brand new matches for me. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna put my vote in for a guy named Luchasaurus who is a, Luchasaurus. a dinosaur. I'm okay. sorry? That his character is that he is a dinosaur. A dinosaur. Who also has a master's degree. Yeah, he's a giant too. <laughs> that's the thing, the Luchasaurus and his partner is Jungle Boy, yeah. uh, who's Luke Perry's son, Jack. So yeah. they, they, they're called the Jurassic Express. <laughs> and one of those things, when you see him at first, you're like, what the hell is this? And then when it's done, you'll be joined, Luchasaurus! Yeah, they'll, Luchasaurus! They'll, they'll become your favorites. Yeah, it'll be awesome. very hard to describe them to your friends. <laughs> but that's yes. what I'm saying. Your just, grandparents will not understand. He's that. a dinosaur. The other one's Luke Perry's kid. They're very, very good. <laughs> AEW, uh, I'm sorry, Chris. Let me uh, plug again. Two-hour weekly matches airing Wednesdays at 10 on TNT. Just started last week. Wednesdays at 8. 8. Eight. Eight. I'm so sorry. I read that wrong. Yes, Wednesdays at 8, two hours, right? And we have Full Gear coming up. That's your big event, like a pay-per-view. Right, yes, yeah, and November, that's your that's November 9th? November 9th, That's yeah. your birthday. My birthday. That's right. Oh, there you fantastic. go. Exactly. So uh, why do you know that's his birthday? Because he, in his recent promo, he okay. talked about how winning I, 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 this would I'm be. Let everybody know. Yeah, he said you this know. would be the best present he could get. I see. Okay. Yeah. I'm not Jensen, you're going that... on Chris's cruise, aren't you? Uh, he does. He has a cruise, and our friend Brad Williams is always involved in it. <laughs> he was going to go, right. but then his had wife baby. had the audacity to get pregnant. So we replaced we replaced his ass with Gabriel Iglesias. Another friend. Nice. Okay. Great. Yeah. Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at sea. It's our second one, sold out like about a month ago, and we go out in January. So um, if you want to get on the waiting list, it's ChrisJerichoCruise.com. If not, you miss out. The man is a, wa- he's I mean, he's a walking everything. entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah. It's he's, unbelievable. He's everything. All right, before we say goodbye with our good wishes, uh, Allie, you ready for the thing? I am. The thing. Mm-hmm. Allie is going to fire questions at you. Just first answer that comes to your mind, please. It's 60 seconds with our guest, Chris Jericho. All right. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. Do you think it's weird that Tarzan doesn't have a beard? Yes. If animals could talk, which one would be the biggest a-hole? A uh, chipmunk. Creepiest thing you could say to a stranger you pass in the street? Open your mouth let me spit in it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Twizzlers or red vines? Ooh, Twizzla. Should CM Punk be in AEW or WWE? Ask Mr. Punk. Uh, we did. <laughs> I probably gave you a bull, uh, the, the angry did. answer. It was, <laughs> it was not in committal. Dog kisses on the mouth, yes or no? Yes. What is your worst trait? Really bad at answering questions quickly. <laughs> you can eat only one food for the rest of your life. What would it be? Uh, steak. Oh, okay. If you could know when you will die, would you want to? No, absolutely not. Dream. Well, we have bad take. news for you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the 16 ton weight. <laughs> Speaking of Muppets. <laughs> what is your dream, or who is your dream dinner date? Dream dinner date? Oh, jeez, uh, my goodness. Uh, date would imply it has to be someone from. from no, it could be either. Could be either. Uh, love to go out for dinner with Paul McCartney. Good right. answer. Well said. All right. Good yeah. answer. I'd like to go back and talk about open your mouth so I can spit in it. That <laughs> yeah. was a strange answer. Yeah. I mean, we all have our kinks. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Uh, Thanks. We appreciate it. Thanks, that. guys. 
It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Q. Russell Martin coming up. And it's one hop off the wall. Dodgers a 3-2 lead. 1-2 to Kike Hernandez. Line drive. Heading on back is Soto, and he can't get it. Two-run double. The runners go, and Turner on its way, and it is gone! A home run! Justin Turner, a three-run home run. Russell Martin hits one out. <laughs> Dodgers lead it 10-4. Dodgers are up two games to one in a best of five. It was uh, batting practice there in that really uh, seventh inning. It was. By the way, listen how quiet that Washington Nationals oh, crowd yeah. was. Too. <laughs> it's like pin drop. It's like he's in an empty room. Yeah. All right. Uh, game uh, four this afternoon at 3.40, I want to say, on TBS. Go Dodgers. And Ali is here now. Time for a final look at what's happening here on a Monday. Guys. Yes. From the director of Venom and writers of Deadpool, in theaters October 18th, it's Zombieland Double Tap. Yay! In. But why wait until October 18th like a loser when I'm going to give you access for two into the K-Rock advanced screening of Zombieland Double Tap at the Arclight Hollywood on October 15th. What's with the zombies? (laughs) Woody Harrelson, (laughs) Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone, Abigail Breslin, they're all back together. I can't wait for this. Nut up or shut up. Zombies and vampires. (laughs) could be kind of like in a weird way. Uh, not really. I don't think uh, so. It says nut up or shut oh, up. Oh, you didn't in make my, that up, Allie? In my I thought paperwork. you made that up. Oh, it was in like my, good marketing over in there. In my paperwork right here. But let's take callers 20 through 24 right now at 1-800-520-1067 and you're going to get access for two into the K-Rock Advanced Screening of Zombieland Double Tap at the Arclight Hollywood on October 15th. What happens if mm-hmm. the zombies come? Are you prepared for that? That's a great question. I mean, I am not uh, mm-hmm. so much. What well, about you guys? You're going to be the first to die then. I think I just kill myself. I've always thought <laughs> really? that. Yeah, really? while watching zombie movies, I'm like, why are they even run? Just kill yourself. It all ends the same. <laughs> and and then they don't get you. You don't become a zombie back. You're such a cuck. It's not. That's not. It's not, 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 <laughs> not the word. Not the word. You might want to look that up. Okay. Yeah. I will. <laughs> She's just going to keep using it until one time she accidentally gets it right. I got it right She kind of did. Yeah. yeah. She got like 80% there. <laughs> it felt pretty good. It felt pretty good. You guys, this is nuts. In an upcoming memoir, Sir Elton John reveals that he was 24 hours away from death. Whoa. He suffered some complications following surgery for prostate cancer. He's never spoken about his fight with prostate cancer, but he's now revealing that he had surgery to cure him of the disease in 2017. He had his prostate removed um, that was chosen by him over chemo. But as a result of the procedure, he had a bunch of complications, was in and out of the hospital for months. He had a rare complication where fluid was leaking from his lymph nodes. Not a good situation. Um, (laughs) I don't think that gets a bell. Not really a bell stitch. Um, It is for some people. He was in just agony getting the fluid drained, going in and out of the hospital. Again, not uh, probably with a big needle is what it involves. That's that. that Nope. Um, Doctors cured it by accident. In a colonoscopy. It shifted the fluid permanently by doing this colonoscopy. But here's the thing. Uh, He was like, okay, I'm doing great. So he headed to South America 
where he nearly died oh. because during the tour on a flight uh, back to London, he couldn't stop shaking. He said he was feeling worse than he's ever felt in his entire life. He had a serious infection. And here's the quote that just made me laugh because he's so British. The doctors told David I was 24 hours away from death. If the South American tour had gone on for another day, that would have been it. Brown bread. Brown what bread? Is brown, is brown bread, bread death? Like, know. nobody wants brown bread. Got That's me. death. Is that code? I have not learned that one yet. Is he talking about well, his butt? I don't think so. That's a weird thing to say, though. Well, because <laughs> it's colonoscopy and stuff. Brown bread? Well, I don't know. I'm saying, yeah, I agree, but I'm saying I'm trying to figure it out. Okay. This is a real mystery. I just, I just took it as, oh, uh, that would have been it. Like, oh, brown bread. No one wants brown bread. It's like a fate, like death. It's brown bread. Mm. <laughs> I read a lot into it. Anyway, he spent 11 days in the hospital and thought he was going to die. It is apparently, according to Christine, it is Cockney rhyming slang for dead. Yeah. Okay, there you go. There I know go. my brown bread Cockney. Ooh, a lot of words there that make me nervous. <laughs> didn't, didn't work all together, really? Nope. Okay. <sighs> Guys, this is a uh, pretty unusual move. Disney is banning Netflix from advertising on some of their networks as they're building up their own streaming ambitions. Yes, we should have expected this. Yeah. yeah. This going to be the case for all of them. Yeah, they will still be allowed to advertise on ESPN because... Netflix doesn't offer live sports, but Netflix ads will no longer run on ABC, FX, Freeform, or National Geographic. Makes sense. Yeah. Wouldn't you think that a lot of people learned about Netflix through commercials on other channels? Yeah, I would think so. Mm-hmm. It seems, yeah, they're, I mean, they're they're advertising their competition. Can't right. That. That's yeah. right. Nobody wants Brown that. bread. Brown, Brown bread, bread, right? Mm-hmm. Brown bread. We discussed this earlier, and uh, Bean was real upset um, when he heard Oscar-winning director Martin Scorsese ruffling some feathers on Friday when he told The Guardian that he is not a fan of Marvel movies. He said, I tried, you know, but that's not cinema. Honestly, the closest I can think of them, as well as well-made as they are with actors doing the best they can under the circumstances, is theme parks. It isn't the cinema of human beings trying to convey emotional, psychological experiences to another human being. And Bean was furious with Martin Scorsese. (laughs) Look, I've only seen one movie in the MCU, and it was Iron Man. That was the only one I saw. Mm -hmm. Okay, so maybe I'm not completely current, but I do read a lot, and I know that there are a lot of characters that people care very deeply from, and there are a lot of really emotional scenes Mm -hmm. in terms of romance, in terms of loss, in terms of death. Uh, Who's to say just because they're playing Thor that they can't make the audience feel something, like some real human emotions? That's absurd. Speaking of Hammer... Right, you brought the hammer down on Martin Scorsese. I mean, he—he's he, certainly entitled to his opinion, but it's also wrong. Okay, very well. I think a, a better way of putting it is that he thinks that these movies are taking away from non-loud movies. Is probably what he meant to say in a way is like that every movie has to have these big explosions and action scenes, and we're losing the art of cinema. That doesn't need. But he's those. also shortcutting every single one of those movies, which, be, like Bean said, does have a very emotional yeah. connection. Especially with ones like Black Panther, yeah. who get their Oscar nominations correctly. And, and shortchanging them also. What yeah. did I say? Shortcutting. Anyway. <laughs> 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 yeah. And I'm sure the internet was very, very oh, understanding yeah. about that, right? Yeah. And they saw the nuance of his mm. position and they debated Ooh. it respectfully. Reacted calmly. What has he done? 
Martin Scorsese. No one knows your movies. People were out of their minds. Uh, insane. But he had that Raging Bull movie about the bull rider. I mean, what about that? <laughs> right. He did upset James Gunn, though, which well, we can't have. Guys, James Gunn tweeted that he was saddened by Scorsese's remarks and response to superhero films, writing, Martin Scorsese is one of my five favorite living filmmakers. I was outraged when people picketed The Last Temptation of Christ without having seen the film, and I'm saddened that he's now judging my films in the same way. How dare you, Martin Scorsese? How dare you? I mean, it's not for everybody. That's all right. I know. Let's it's okay. Let people enjoy things. Yeah. And maybe your definition of cinema is different than others' definition of cinema. Yeah, I mean, I didn't consider everyone. I didn't consider Cundin to be very good cinema, and that was a bad Scorsese movie. That sounds like a porn. I don't even know what you're saying, and I don't want to see it. It's not a good one. No. Okay. Okay, guys. Um, your choice of tacos can say a lot about you. Go on. I just want to read you. uh, You know how I come across these surveys, and I'm like, what? What is even happening? Mm So what does the idea ideal taco look like? Turns out it's a simple combo of chicken, lettuce, shredded cheese, and tomatoes wrapped in a soft corn shell. The survey examining Americans' taco preferences found that chicken is the number one protein for choice of tacos, 26%. <laughs> Not far behind at 24% with beef, followed by fish, shrimp, <laughs> and pork. <laughs> Results found that hard shell lovers tend to have a hotter side since they were 71% more likely to find spicy very appealing, more so than soft shell fans. Turns out that hard shell taco eaters also prefer dogs, while soft shell fans prefer to cuddle with the cat. What? What's happening? Oh, you're talking about eating dogs. What what is this even about? No, like in the middle of this survey about what kind of meats and proteins to what kind of shell, all of a sudden... (laughs) All of a sudden, they're like, ah, soft shell fans prefer to cuddle with a cat. What? What? That's uh, odd. It's Do you n- have chicken fingers? I don't. Fish, 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 tacos. Tata tacos. Thank you, sir. <laughs> it's just weird. It was just all. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you wear <laughs> fashion? The style? best taco. That's a taco. That's, That's my best. preference here. The singer, leave my taco alone. <laughs> fish, 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 tacos. The tacos. Uh, we just played taco. <laughs> Why did you have taco at your fingertips? By I will the way. tell you, Mugs pulled it up. <laughs> nice work, good job. I hope someone woke up just at that moment and thinks that we were playing it just as a song. And if you could never say, how did you have taco at your fingertips, that would also be beneficial. That would help as well. Wow. It's been quite a show, guys. Yes, it has. Quite a show. (laughs) Some birthdays for you. Happy birthday to John Mellencamp, Simon Cowell, Tom York, Joy Behar. I call her Joe. And Louis Capaldi. That's what's happening. Thanks, Sally. And your drive home today. Listen to the commercial-free 5 p.m. hour. Random act of helpfulness to be SoCal helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning, one of our favorite actresses and the star of I'm Sorry is going to be here talking about her new podcast, Andrea Savage. And we have more tickets for you for Queen Mary's Dark Harbor. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. What's up, dog? We're back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.